We're just talking here. We're just. I know we get really passionate though in our conversations, and now. <laughs> and now it's actually. Gonna and now get it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. Though. It is exciting. Hello. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the L Scale Podcast. My name is Jessica. <laughs> My name is Danica. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can cut that out. I can cut that out. Um, welcome to the first episode of the L Scale Podcast. So basically, what what is the L-Scale podcast? So our scope is to kind of provide a one-to-one look. Hot, did you get that? If you're in forensics, one-to-one. Um, provide an insight to life as a forensic specialist or just into the life of forensics in general. Um, so when you say forensics, you mean like CSI, Dexter? I mean the real CSI. Oh. That's what I mean. <laughs> Oh, so like real life, real life CSI. Yeah, exactly. So talking about what we do, um, our journey to even get to where we were at, just some of the issues that we have or, you know, like expectations of our field and just kind of covering our day to day. Yeah. I mean, like things that happen with us. Yeah. Just like the day to day, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and ideas of like, oh my God, you guys are, you know, like what you guys do and mm. what CSI is. And it's like, yeah, that's cool and all when you watch it on TV, but it, there's also a lot of other stuff that's just really not cool, like paperwork oh, that doesn't, <laughs> yeah, right. Then accreditation. Yeah. I mean, hey, accreditation's great, but it's there's a, lot, a of lot of paperwork, a lot of quality um, assurance that goes into it and yeah. it causes a lot of stress. I mean... It's a lot Audits, of a headache. not fun. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, one of the reasons I guess we wanted to create this was because we are millennials in the field. Um, we're kind of towards the upper end of the... Yeah, but we're still <laughs> the millennial generations. Yeah. We're still millennials, and we see a lot of differences when it comes to dealing with cases or processing scenes and even just the information um, as forensic science as a field moves forward. Right. And... We just kind of wanted to provide some sort of insight to it and yeah, I mean, do something fun. It, totally. I mean, for for us, I mean, for me especially, I just feel like there's a lot that is changing right now. I mean, there's a lot that we're learning, even though forensics has been around for a long time and it's been out there. And, you know, this isn't the first time that we've heard about forensics or CSI or whatever. I mean, yeah. Forensic Files was... God, it started back in what the like the early nineties, but now it's like I don't even know. Yeah, I mean it's been around for a while. It's like yeah. twenty some odd seasons, but exactly. Um, but you know things are changing, and yeah. as a science, like you have to adapt and you have to um, move forward. Otherwise, you just become antiquated, and there's no real point in existing. I suppose yeah. if you don't advance. Well, and now I feel that there is such a push with forensic science in general like the just having that the understanding of it because of these shows CSI and NCIS and forensics files and you know there is that curiosity that's out there um and so that's causing our field to have to adapt um with all the changes and move forward and you know, be progressive. Right. And, and you know, the, the other thing is like, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of questions about, you know, how to actually get into this field because mm -hmm. even though, like I said, it's been around for a long time, it's still kind of like one of those things where 
unless you know someone or who knows someone, <laughs> it's really it's competitive. Yeah, it's extremely competitive, oh. and it's hard to get into unless you have an idea of where to go. I mean, yeah. you know, and we'll talk about this, but, like, um, for me, like, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone to kind of follow or ask mm-hmm. questions like I kind of just stumbled my way through yeah um so actually that's a that's a good segue so um Danica why don't you share a little bit about your how you got interested in this and then how you ended up in this field so I originally it all started back I guess maybe when I was like 13 um you know going back to the CSI effect, that was when CSI, the show, like CSI Las Vegas came out and I was obsessed with it. I Those mean, were I think good episodes in the beginning. Um, amazing. Yeah. And I was obsessed with Doc Robbins, the ME, the medical examiner. And that was actually my plan that I wanted to, you know, execute. I wanted to go to medical school. I wanted to get into the field so I could do autopsies. I know. Ooh, That's girl. pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah. It was, and it, it's, it's something that truly does interest me. And that's why I'm so thankful to be in this field because I get to work alongside the coroner's office and we get to kind of have access to dead bodies. (laughs) I know it sounds weird. (laughs) Um, But so that was my initial interest. And actually during my junior year of high school, we had this junior exhibition project and I had decided rather than um, focus on medical examiner as the, um, job that I wanted to talk about and present to my fellow peers, I decided to just explore criminalists or a CSI. At the time, I thought a criminalist was a CSI. They're actually different. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I explored that whole genre. Um, and then I applied to college and I kind of just, you know, forgot about my interest in forensics. I guess Mm -hmm. it was always there, but I was, you know, so gung ho about, um, being pre-med and getting into med school and going and becoming a medical examiner. Well, you know, after four years in college and then taking the MCAT, which is the worst five hours of my life or eight hours. I don't even remember. Um, It was eight hours for me. It was horrible. Whatever It it was. Um, you know, I decided that I wanted to go back to school. There was still something in me that was like pulling, you know, to go back to school. And I decided I was going to get my master's in forensic science um, after a conversation I had with my mom. And she was like, why don't you revisit your passion for forensics? And that kind of just opened the door. And honestly, everything just fell into place with getting my master's degree. Um, I was able to finish my master's degree in a year and a half. And it was during that time, like towards the end, I decided to start applying to different agencies. And that's when I found out that my education, even though I had it, it still wasn't enough. Um, and I just had to keep, you know, persevering through all mm-hmm. of that. And 37 applications later, <laughs> yeah. and mm, I think three or four years, three and a half to four years, I finally landed my dream job. And the experience that I gained along the way, um, because at my previous job, I got so much experience dealing with quality assurance, documentation, um, validation for products that actually provided me with the perfect amount of experience and, um, to meet the requirements for this position now. Right. But, you know, like my journey for forensics, it wasn't easy. There was a time that I actually decided I wanted to give up and, where I'm at now was actually one of the last applications that I submitted before I was going to go on like my 
two-year hiatus. Wow. <laughs> um, Talk about timing, right? Ugh, yeah, but, you know, and even then, like, even the application process, a year yeah. and 10 months, I think, I spent, or a year yeah. and a half, I don't know, whatever it was. From the time I sent in that application to the time I got hired, um, you know, it was a really long time, but everything worked out perfectly. It was almost like the universe and the stars aligned just right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how like I got interested in it. It was just something that I started when I was younger, put it to the side, and then I revisited it. And here I am now. And it's, you know, it's my passion. It's my dream. And I honestly haven't worked a day in my life since that's I started awesome. over a year ago. That is awesome. Yeah. But what about you, Jess? I mean, I know um, we kind of have semi-similar yeah. stories, but you, know, you took I, a different route. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely took a different route. But I just have to, you know, I just have to make a quick comment on that. It's like... You know, sometimes you don't know where you're going to go and you don't know how that path is going to go. And like you just there's there comes a time when you're just like, fuck, I just pardon my language, guys. Um, <laughs> but um, um, but, you know, you, you kind of have that doubt of like, you know, do I want to keep going? Do I want to like stop? Yeah. Like, should I look for something else? But, yeah, you know, y- when you have that drive and that motivation, you just have to keep going like you have mm-hmm. to keep pushing. And yeah. And, you know, like you said, all the things that you did ended up helping you along the way because um, certainly those skills that you had from your other jobs have benefited you now. Yeah, 100%. um, You know, something that I had... uh, had heard on another podcast is actually the uh, the Ed Milet podcast and he always says like things don't happen to you they happen for you oh, so yeah. all those things in your past and in your yeah. experience definitely um, happened for you to yeah. help you get where you are and and not only get where you are but excel at what mm-hmm. you do now oh yeah like every interview that I went to every written exam that I went to I learned something new from that and I was able to apply it to the next written exam the next resume that I sent in right. the next interview and yeah. then eventually by the time I got to you know my selection interview for this position I I was still nervous I mean because you should be nervous about something Absolutely. that you're passionate oh, about because yeah. the day you're not nervous about it the day you're not shaking your little boots that's the day that you're not passionate about it and you need to rethink what you want to do and what you're going to do with your life yeah. but well that's also called ego <laughs> yeah but um you know like by the time I had gotten to that selection interview I was 100% confident in myself and I knew that everything that I had done before had prepared me for that moment. Right. And, you know, still even to this day, there's little things that happen and I'm so thankful for every opportunity that I had, every failure that I had, because that failure is what built my grit and kept my, you know, my drive and my dedication. And then it was almost like it was a challenge to myself to not give up, even though I felt like I was giving up. Right. And I honestly, you know, we talk about like the things that happened, you know, to us, like being rejected 36 times or however many times, no matter, even if you made it to the selection interview, I remember making it to selection interviews and, you know, being told, Oh, you're moving on to the next step. And then you're found to not be good enough. Like right. that takes, that takes a toll on your oh, heart, yeah. especially 
when this is something you're passionate about. One time yeah. I had to hold back my tears. Like I walked out of my um, pre-backgrounds thing and I cried. I had to hold my tears until I got out of the building. Yeah. I was so upset. I called my best friend and I just like cried to her and I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to make it. Yeah. And you know, like that moment, yeah, it still, it was super shitty. Like right. it was a horrible situation, but um I walked out of that stronger because now I know, you know, I was able to get through something like that. Right. And I was able to be 100% honest, like put out my honesty, maintain my integrity. Mm -hmm. And here I am, all my hard work, my dedication, my motivation. and Yeah. And now it's like, you know, it just teaches you that, hey, if you stick to it mm -hmm. and you keep going and you don't give up, like you can achieve the dreams that you want and yeah. you know clearly you're here and yeah um doing exceptional at yeah. work um but by I the mean, way guys like, um, you know it's like it goes to <laughs> it's like the freaking like the the first place trophies and versus like the <laughs> right? thanks for participating trophies like this field it's harsh you know like oh yeah getting the job is your first place trophy like you don't you don't get a pat on the back and a oh you know thanks for participating. I mean yeah you kind of get that with a handshake, but when you leave you're still you lost. Yeah, you if don't you, you ain't don't, first, you're last. <laughs> you don't get to be a CSI for a day. Like yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, just like why don't you expand on what it is that sparked your interest and how you ended up getting into this field? So funny enough, like we. Um, you and I actually have very similar backgrounds and how our interests kind of got us to where we are. So for me, um, I grew up, I literally grew up watching the, watching forensic files. Like that was my go-to show, um, forensic files and like FBI files. I'm kind of dating myself a little bit here, but I love the X FBI files. Um, also the X-Files. Uh, yeah. Hello. I wanted to be Scully when I was a kid. Like, I oh mean, gosh, talk about goals, right? And Holy being shit. able to run in heels. Well, I don't know about you. I was like, <laughs> I can run in heels. <laughs> well, no that was way. even a goal. My mom told me, she's like, you should be able to run in heels. Yeah, no, I would probably just trip and fall on my face. I just decided <laughs> I was going to kick him off and run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there's, no, there's always that option, I suppose. That's um, why I would train barefoot, because I'm trained to run for life. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, no, like, I even as a kid, like, I, I was super interested in um, investigative kind of stuff. And, and, like, I, well, my family had wanted me to go to medical school. So that was kind of where my path was going. But I always had this, like, interest in law enforcement, actually, and forensic science because of um, forensic files and all that stuff. And so kind of like you, I took my MCAT, eight hours of my <laughs> life that... <laughs> Once again, the worst time of your life. Oh, my One God. One time you wish you had time back. <laughs> no, I, like, I don't know what happened to that eight hour block of my life like it literally is this like black hole you've suppressed it that's I've what happened I because that's what I've done like I don't remember the actual test I just remember walking out of there and getting into the car and my dad asking me how it went and yeah. I just like and I literally just hit my head against the back of his seat <laughs> I remember getting in my car and being like I can't wait to drink a margarita. Oh my god! And I, I drove was... home, and then my mom had a beer for me. I was super stoked. Nice. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. So it was like the worst eight hours of my life. And and then before that, I mean, I had to like study for it. So yeah. it was like the worst summer of my life. <laughs> so. Yes. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> three months gone. I don't even know what happened to those three months. Yeah. 
three months and a lot of money. Yes. But anyway, um, that's beside the point. But so ended up going, you know, I went to college. I was pre-med. I was actually a microbiome major for like three years. And I just realized I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And, you know, I really had to have this kind of soul searching moment in college. And I basically, I, I, I almost, I pretty much broke down and I was like, I can't do this. I cannot go to medical school because I know I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life. And I actually remember this conversation that I had with my mother and she was like, she was so adamant that I go to medical school and be a doctor and, and blah, blah, blah. But, and she said, um, you're going to regret this and you're going to, um, you're going to be 40 and you're going to turn around and you're going to regret not going to medical school. And I, and I basically said to her, I was like, I'm going to be 40. I'm going to realize that being a doctor was the worst decision I could have ever made in my life Good for you. Yeah. And after that, I was like, no, I'm done. And my, my dad actually encouraged me to, uh, after I graduated from college to, to get a master's degree. So he mm-hmm. was the one who kind of pushed me and was like, Hey, you need to like go get a graduate degree if you really want to like succeed in this and I was like okay so I ended up getting a master's degree was this something that you had talked about with your dad before like your passion for forensics or like did he know about this like from like the very beginning like with you and your obsession with forensic files Um, and FBI files or not so much from the beginning but Mm -hmm. once I kind of had like my little breakthrough in college Mm -hmm. that's when he was like all right I just want I just want you to be happy. He wants you to be happy. Yeah, and I want you to do yeah, something that... My mom told me. Yeah, like, he was like, I just want you to do something that you're going to be happy with and mm-hmm. you're going to enjoy. And so that's when I told him, like, this is what I really want to do. And when I graduated, that's when he was like, okay, you need to go and get a graduate degree. Yeah. Like, you having a bachelor's, that's great, but everyone in the world has a bachelor's right oh now. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And you, know? you have to put yourself above everyone else and you have yeah. to make yourself more competitive. Oh, yeah, And Completely. that's the one thing. And the crazy thing is now... Everybody else is getting master's degrees or they have like, you know, those certificate programs that yep. are recognized too. And yeah, that was it's like crazy. the same thing for me too. That's yeah. exactly why I went and I got my master's was yeah. to make myself a more competitive yep. individual. And plus it just shows a completely different level of critical thinking. Right. And on top of that, it's like, you know, it's a little bit more specialized. So you are learning more um, actual... Techniques. Techniques and, you know, things that are applicable to your field. Yeah. So got my master's degree. I tried applying. Oh, my God. The yeah. applications across the country. Like, I kid yeah. you not, from California to New York, yeah. I applied. I didn't apply to New York. I applied to Louisiana. I think I'm Louisiana. Pr- <laughs> oh my God. I was like, <laughs> I don't care about the humidity. I just want to get into the field. Right. Like, you just get so desperate at some points. And well, you're just you like, okay, to. I'm going to apply. And then you really start. Because at first, I was like, I only want to stay in Southern California. Right. So then I had to break out of my little millennial mindset, my bubble that, you know, I'm so special. When then, you know, I applied to Arizona, I think Nevada. I know I know I applied to Miami Dade because I was like, I want to be Dexter. <laughs> yeah, but right. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the application process. Anyways, continue. But yeah, no, I mean <laughs> a, a same thing. Like the application process was ridiculous. I mm-hmm. I applied for everything from um corners ex- uh corner investigator to yep. yeah. Um <laughs> In San Francisco, of all places, which would have just been terrible trying to maneuver those, like, those old, you know, those old, old um, houses with, mm-hmm. like, the 
freaking stairs that turn 10 million times and mm-hmm. you're trying to take a freaking gurney down that. And yeah. It's terrible. I'm really glad I didn't get that job actually. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like I applied everywhere and I was just like, <clears throat> I was like, I'm, this is, it's not happening. Like, what am I going to do? I need to, I was out of college. I, oh my God, I had so much debt and <laughs> you know, I mean, I was at the time I was working in a hospital lab. I'm like, I cannot keep doing this. I can't just, I can't just keep working, you know, in a hospital and, and let my degree go to waste. So what I ended up doing was I ended up applying for any job that I could find within, um, law enforcement. And I finally ended up as a 911 dispatcher three years of my life that now is just like one giant black hole. (laughs) I'm not not kidding. Three years of my life. It's not as bad as the MCAT though. Or would you rank it as At least you had interesting calls and you didn't have to deal with physics and questions that made no sense. (laughs) Answers that made no sense. This is also true. But sometimes you still had questions that didn't make any sense. But but no, I mean, working as a 911 dispatcher, it really gives you perspective, number Mm -hmm. one. But it also taught me a lot about how law enforcement works and how, um, just how, how calls come in and how like, you know, how the investigative process works and which was really good because when it came time and the, um, position opened, um, for forensic scientists or forensic specialists, I was like, I got this. Like, I know, I, I know I have the experience. I had all the experience that I, or the education requirements, and I had the experience of working in a law enforcement agency. Like, so I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of background already. And so, um, when I applied, like all of that helped me land my job. And not only did it give me the understanding of how investigations worked, but when you, when you're on a 911 call, like you have to learn very quickly how to take control of a situation without even being there. So just knowing, just having that kind of experience, um, has really helped in, in terms of like crime scene processing, because when you're in the middle of a frigging crime scene, like you have, there's a certain level of command presence that you, it's not something that you're either, you either have it or you don't. I mean, you can learn it, but like, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to teach someone how to have command presence, you know? And so I really feel like being a dispatcher helped immensely with all of that. So, you know, long story short, I went the really roundabout way of doing it. But again, things happen for you, not mm-hmm. to you. Like yeah. I could have bemoaned the fact that I worked as a 911 dispatcher at nights for three years and I lost sleep and um, probably lost some hair. And um, <laughs> I, it's okay, your hair's still luscious. Well, thank you. <laughs> I try very hard. Especially <laughs> when you blow dry it. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to have Tan France hair. I know, we love Tan France. Love hey. you, Tan. <laughs> Um, but, um, and Jonathan, yes. Jonathan, have us on your podcast. Like, seriously, <laughs> can you believe? <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I went the really roundabout way, but you know, everything happens for you, not to you. It's mm-hmm. just all a matter of your perspective. And, you know, here we are today. Um, I should have mentioned that we both work together. So, um, we're both, uh, forensic specialists and we work for, uh, agency out here in sunny California. Yep. Fun times, fun times. But yeah. the thing is, like, and I think the reason we also wanted to start this podcast is because we wanted to share our story um, and also just talk about, like, the motivation because we know what it's like 
to be just feel at the bottom, like feel that mm-hmm. you're not good enough. Oh yeah. And it's like the best advice that we could give to anyone is just keep trying. Yeah. You I know, mean, like I'm not saying you need to be in every single training class that you need to put so much money into the Ron Smith and associates class, like, or any type of like training courses that are out there by, you know, that are approved by the IAI. Um, but it's like, just keep trying, like everything will fall together eventually. And if one door doesn't open for you, it just means that you're being pushed towards another door. Exactly. You know, um, when I even came into this, like after I decided how I wanted to go into forensics, I was so stuck on being a criminalist because I have my bachelor, uh, my bachelor degree in biological sciences. I said that right. Right? Mm, No, bachelor or is it bachelor's? Remember we had this conversation? Oh, yeah. I think it's Bachelor... Bachelor, bachelor in Biological... Of Science. Bachelor of Science in, in Biological yeah. Sciences. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I have my BS in <laughs> Biological Sciences. Um, so wait, you have your BS and BS, basically? BS and BS. <laughs> I'm also good at reading bullshitters, too. So, you know, I have a BS and a BS and a BS. Anyways. Anyways. Um, you know, I was so set on I have to be... A criminalist and right. also because you know I had this hard science background um, the master's program that I chose I would had the ability to choose a specialization and my specialization was in criminalistics right and I almost felt that I had to use that bio degree mm-hmm. and during my journey part of my journey um, one of the reasons why it took me so long to become a forensic specialist is because I had that mindset that I was only meant to be a criminalist and I was only applying to crim positions or forensic scientist positions. And it wasn't until I think 2015, wait, yeah, I think it wasn't until 2015 when I had applied to a position in Hawaii, a criminalist position, and I went there for an interview And I walked out of that interview and I was like, I don't want this job. It was at that moment that I realized that I did not want to be a crim. And and that was like already two and a half years into or something like that into me even applying. Yes. And so now you're like completely changing the scope. Yeah. So I was completely changing the scope of my applications. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, are there even forensic specialists or CSI positions out there? Like, that's what that's the hot commodity. Everybody wants to be that like not a crim. You know, I don't want to continue working in a lab. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's where I came from. I came from a lab environment. I love the lab. But I realized it was at that moment after I spent two thousand dollars on a vacation. But whatever. It was fine. Hawaii was awesome. Um it, I realized this is not what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be a forensic specialist or a CSI. Yeah. And so I ended up doing that. And, you know, then I started only tailoring my resumes, my applications um, specifically to that area. Yeah. And then, you know, there was small little things here and there. Like I had applied to another agency um, here in Southern California and I had made it pretty far. And then, I was let go right. or, you know, I was told, um, that there's other competitive people that, right. you know, they're more interested in. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. And yeah. then this position showed up and I was, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just try it. This will be my last application yeah. before I decide to go on my two year hiatus or right. three year hiatus. And 
a year and a half later, I'm here. I'm like, it's not going to happen. And then I was like, oh, guess what? You're, you've been accepted into the written exam. You've been accepted into the oral exam, like part one. You've been accepted yeah. into the selection interview. Congratulations. You've been selected for backgrounds. Congratulations. You're you've hired. Been select- yeah, you're Yay. hired. You need to go do your medical Oh, congratulations. Your medical got stuck on the doctor's office or doc- got stuck in the doctor's oh office god. for two and a half months. Oh my god. Congratulations. You're, you're finally now here. here. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a long process. And you know, and 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 it can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. It was definitely discouraging for me because um there was a period of time like when I was even when I was applying just into law enforcement and I was still having a hard time because you know, backgrounds, they take so long. And like a lot of times people don't realize. OMG. Yeah, like all yes. long time. I mean, when I talk about long, it's like freaking minimum of a year. So, you know, and like in, in private. Like six months. No. Yeah, mine was like six months. But then my doctor stuff got stuck on the yeah. freaking desk for like three months. And yeah. that was when the AD called and she's like, uh, what's you're happening? still interested, right? I'm like, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what, what sucks is like the background process does does take does and um, take a long time. And, you know, you get discouraged. Like I hadn't for, for me when I was just trying to get onto uh, any freaking law enforcement agency I was like I was waiting and waiting and waiting I'm like I'm getting I'm, I can't work in this lab anymore I'm like mm-hmm. I, I just can't like I actually was I was really close to enlisting in the Marine Corps like I literally stop it I'm really? not joking yeah I I was so close like I oh had told my myself gosh. I told myself if I didn't hear back from um like for this position? No, no, just just to get in, just when I was applying um, as a nine one one dispatcher, and oh wow, yeah, and and the agency I applied with, I was like, you know, if they if they don't get back to me in like the next month, I'm I'm doing it. I'm freaking enlisting in the Marines. I'm going, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, isn't it funny though? How I feel like we both kind of came to these extremes. Yeah, like right? I was like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. Like I honestly, I had a a massive con like an internal conflict and like argument with myself. And it took me a long time to come to that decision. Like I had that of me being okay with the fact that I wasn't going to apply for two years because so many people were invested in like me and my progress with, you know, getting into an agency or some sort of department or some sort of law enforcement, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was just like, I felt like I was letting them down, even yeah. though I was the person that I should have been concerned about. Right. Um, but yeah, like, it's just funny how we both kind of had these like extremes. Like you were literally, like you had decided I'm going to just go into the Marine Corps. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm done. I fine. I'll continue doing research and development. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. I love my previous job. It's amazing. Yeah. But you know, it just, my heart wasn't 100% there. Right. I gave my 110% while I was at the job, but you know, there's, it really is true when they say, if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. Like both of us are, we tend to be exhausted with whatever casework it is that we're working on or, you know, like you rolling out to scenes and, you know, or just like the, like the strenuous physical activity or oh just like, yeah. oh God, for training, like my latent print training, I felt like I was brain fried the entire yeah. time. But, you know, um, we may be tired, but it's like, 
when we wake up, we're not going to work. We're going to go yeah. do something that we absolutely are passionate about, that we yeah. care about. And, you know, like, I feel like we we do our best to embody our mission from right. our department and, you know, just to, you know, be the un, be the unbiased, you know, yeah. um, voice of the evidence. Yeah, you know, and it's it's something that I absolutely love every single day. And um, just to backtrack real quick, like my decision to go into the Marine Corps at that time, like it wasn't, it wasn't just like on a whim. It was like, I had really thought about it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I, because I, so one of the main reasons why I want to do this job and is because there's something in me that wants to do something, uh, a, not for myself, like above myself, you know, yeah. I want to do something that's going to help somebody else. And, mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that was like, I want to do something for my community and for, you know, for my, my country, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and do something that's, that benefits other people and ben- and helps other people. And yeah. so, you know, when I was having this dilemma, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, it's either, it's either, <laughs> I get into uh, law enforcement or I'm going into the military. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, the universe was like, no, I, the universe like basically said, no, I, this is the path that you're going to yeah. go. Yeah. And, you know, and, and as you said, like, this is the path that I, I chose and this is the path that has, it's, it's been a, a very affirming experience. Um, just going on this path and mm-hmm. like, you know, going through major crime scene training and seeing the things that that we have to deal with and and dealing and dealing with these major crimes and it's like, oh my God, you know, like there is a greater purpose for me yeah to be here on this earth and this is what it is. Like yeah. this is really what it is. And I find so much satisfaction knowing that I've contributed somehow mm-hmm. and I'm doing something that makes an impact. Yeah. And I'm as much as it brings me satisfaction and that is my um kind of selfish reason because it makes me feel good. Like ultimately I know that there that I can sleep well at night knowing that what I do, what we do impacts our community in yeah. some way, you know, and makes I mean, a difference in someone's life. Yeah, like re like rewinding back to you know talking about how we are able to um make an impact and like I guess give back um I guess that's like that was one of my reasons that I wanted to be a medical examiner because that given being able to find out the cause of death and like the mechanism of death and being able to provide a family with some sort of answer for closure is a great gift that you that any that you can give and with what we do we're a small part in the investigation because lord knows there's so much more that goes on right but our part contributes to it all and we're able to provide some sort of closure to a family member or you know to a loved one to a friend whatever it is and yeah like we're able by being able to assist in that investigation and provide closure, mm-hmm. we're able to make an impact. Yeah. Um, and you know, like that's something that's special. And I wouldn't say that it's selfish or was that what you said? You feel like selfish because it's A like, it makes bit. you feel good. Yeah. But I think it's like, it makes you feel good because I guess you're like me, like we're once again, how much alike we are. Um, 
it gives me pleasure to like help somebody else out or to right. make somebody smile or just to to add a little sunshine or like brightness into their I mean I don't no crime is full of sunshine. Yeah, right. But you know like being able to provide that that sort of information, that closure and being able to assist, like yeah. it just makes you feel good because like you're doing something good because crime is bad. Yeah. Crime is bad. <laughs> Don't do crime. Don't do crime. <laughs> Don't do crime. <laughs> Cause we will find you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it is, it is a level of satisfaction yeah. within. I mean, I'm happy with what I do with my casework with yeah. latent print comparisons, you know, right. that's a skill that I had to develop during a, a year of training and mm-hmm. it's something not everybody can see. And, you know, I'm able to provide answers to, um, cold cases like yeah. by oh my God, yeah. identifying individuals who have, you know, who were at a location and it's like that later on, they're going to have to explain why they were at that location if they don't live there, you know, right. it's like, or if it's, you know, a special victims case, human trafficking, a burglary, like anything, yeah. you know, it's like I, my little part provides some sort of answer and step forward for a detective that's working on that case. Yeah. And, and sometimes like, sometimes it just feels good, like being able to provide something, provide an answer and to move forward. Because sometimes like they're literally at their wits end and there's like nothing Mm -hmm. and, and they're just looking to see if there's anything that we can do. And it's like, yeah, we, we can do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, Hey, I have this print. What am I going to do with it right now? There's nothing, you know, maybe right now there's no answer. Maybe right now there's nothing that comes up in the system or maybe there's, you know, right now there's no way to develop it or enhance it but maybe in five years something something some new technology is developed and you're like hey let's try this you know like how many cases have we seen over the last god like 20 years that have been that have been solved because Mm of uh updated technology and it's like you know i mean of course we can talk about dna like back in the day what was it like freaking blood typing yeah a b and o i'm like okay well how many people match that you know now it's like so definitive to a point where you can get someone's dna just from from touch you know yeah and it's like it's the the advancements in, in technology are constantly updating and you know with what and that's why we need to stay updated exactly you know and in and with with what we with with you know what we're doing it's um it's just constantly trying to see if there's some answer that we can provide mm-hmm. you know with whatever technology whatever thing that we can do like hey can we maybe try this okay maybe try that and it's our dude we have to you know give it our all because absolutely it may not be our family member it may not be like our friend or whatever but it's somebody else's and that crime that happened affected somebody and we have to do our due diligence in order to yeah you know like just provide our services to the best of our ability with the best quality. I mean, because here's the way I always think about it is, you know, if this were to happen, if something were to happen to one of my friends or my family or myself, you know, like what would I want done? What would I want them to do? And it's like, I want them to do freaking everything. Yeah, everything they can. Everything they possibly can and not stop until they find an answer. So, you know, when I when I go to work and when I'm at these crime scenes or and doing what I'm doing and in, I always have to keep that 
thought in the back of my mind, like, this is, this is why I do what I do. Like, you know, this mm-hmm. is my why, as Simon Sinek would say, like, what is your why? Well, this is my why is mm-hmm. because ultimately the victim in their family and their friends and this whole community that it ultimately affects deserves an answer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they all deserve quality work. Yeah. And yes, we are just a small piece of the puzzle, but we do play an important role. You know, yeah. we, we do, we do play a, a part in this whole investigation. We're a piece of yeah. the puzzle. Yeah. And then also, you know, I, we do it. I mean, we've had this conversation before, like we do it for those who have fallen in law oh, enforcement, absolutely. you know, yeah. like that's why, I mean, Jess and I are pretty big workout fanatics um, and big on health. And that's why we push ourselves because there are those officers and those deputies and or sergeants and those individuals who have fallen, you know, in the line of duty. Yeah. And, you know, like for those investigations, those individuals that were out there processing the scene or even handling the case, like they gave it their all. And I want to be able to do that for everyone and anyone, like for any case that comes across my desk Yeah, or, you know, like eventually when I go through um, major crime scene training, like I want to be able to provide that same quality work. Yeah. Um, And you don't want your, you know, in uh, kind of going on the whole workout thing and maybe this is a tangent but it's like you don't want tangents yeah by the way guys um we're probably going to end up going on tangents so we'll kind of have like a main topic that we'll be talking about but just a little side note there will be tangents (laughs) yeah that occur i mean some will be fun so they'll all be fun they'll all be fun (laughs) so so here's a tangent but you know it's still ultimately related like you know, we want to do the best work because everyone deserves our best work. And mm-hmm. part of that is to be physically fit. And that's why we push ourselves so hard yeah. um, physically because it's a demanding job. I'm not joking. Like the last, my last scene, I think I walked like seven miles. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's. Oh, and let's not forget about the one where you had to like jump up a wall or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I jumped up a freaking like five foot wall yeah. a couple times. It was probably taller. No, it was definitely taller because I'm, I'm short so it was like a six foot wall (laughs) so you know and it's like it's exhausting you're walking back and forth you're carrying a bunch of crap and you know and it's like the last thing you want while you're out there is to be feeling fatigued or tired because your body can't handle it and you know and it's like you want to keep going and you want to keep going and you want to do the best work but if you're body is not physically fit it's you will not succeed yeah you will and not. you won't be able to give your 110 percent that the victim deserves or exactly. that that family deserves yeah and you know it's just then you don't belong here Period. i know it yeah i know it's harsh but it's true like if you can't meet the requirements of the job yeah. then you need to seriously consider this is another tangent you need to seriously consider <laughs> finding something else to do because those of us that are, that do this job, we put our heart and soul into it. And it's like, we may be tired. We may only have a couple hours of sleep or, you know, in one of our coworkers case when she was like up for 36 hours, but she was out there and, you know, she was doing her thing and she handled it. She was a freaking trooper. Yeah. But, and you know, part of the reason she was able to do that and she was physically able to do that was because she works out like a beast. And it's like, it takes a toll on your body, but if you already are training in a way, then you will, it'll be okay. Yeah. You'll still be sore. I mean, like you'll be exhausted. You'll be exhausted. You'll be tired, but it's like, 
you'll know that you made it through because of the hard work that you put in yeah. outside of it. It's it's the preparation, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of preparation that you have to do and um preparing your body is yeah. one thing. And well, preparing for the the job in general. Like yeah. this is like the whole millennial mentality where it's like everything like just because you're a millennial like you deserve like the world is, you know, the world owes you. No, <laughs> it's not no. how it is with this job. And it's not how it is with the, with how competitive it is. And it's like, you need to meet the requirements and exceed yeah. those requirements. Don't perform at 70%, perform at 85% or higher. Yeah. Actually perform at 110% because right. your standards should exceed yeah. what is expected of you. And, you know, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about, kind of bringing it back, bringing it back. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when for both of us, like we kept going, we kept pushing, we kept trying. Like there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, we had our doubts. Don't get it me built wrong. built a lot of character. I'll it, tell you that. Hell yeah. I built character. Yeah. Three years in dispatch. That was a lot of character building. That's more character than me. <laughs> that's 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 that's, like, that's a different character. I'm like, yeah. Oh man, I don't know if I really like that character, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a character. Um, but you know, it's like with that, it's like we did everything we possibly could. We did, we did what we had to do, and there there was a um, you know, for both of us, a moment when we were like, "Is this really what I want to do?" You know, and yeah, when there was kind of that affirmation of, yes, I'm going to give the universe is like, yes, I'm going to give you a little bit here and you got to take it the rest of the way. Yeah. You have to show that you are committed to this. And you know, like when you're in this, just because you've got the job doesn't mean that you can stop like this. That's when, oh, you know, definitely like, no. that's when you have to even put push yourself even harder. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you have to prove your worth. Yeah. And again, it's, it's not, it's not just like, Oh, I have to, you know, I have to, um, um, prove that I'm good enough to be here. It's like, you have to prove that you're good enough to be able to handle somebody's case. Somebody could have mm-hmm. gotten murdered. It could have been a rape, um, human trafficking, sex trafficking, whatever, you know, you have little, um, could be the most gruesome case. Yeah. And you have to be able to handle that. And it's not proving like, Oh, you know, whether or not you're smart enough or, uh, you have enough, ex- enough experiences or can you do what you need to do yeah. to, go above and beyond so that they're that so that you can do the best job you possibly can to yeah. to to help this investigation like yeah. you know ultimately again going back to it it's about the victims it's about the people that are involved and the people that are affected mm-hmm. in this this isn't a reality tv show or not a reality tv i'm sorry that was no this isn't csi las vegas this isn't csi miami this isn't those, you know, Hollywood TV shows. This is real life. It's gruesome. It's tiresome. It's um, absolutely disgusting sometimes. Oh, yeah. Let, let's not forget about that. But yeah. it's like this This is real life. Like yeah. this is the real CSI. This is the real life of forensics. You don't it's get not, to just walk away. <laughs> you don't get to just walk away and be like, oh, well, somebody else will solve the case. And it, It's not. Like yeah. you need to constantly be pushing yourself in order to continue on because the for the field of forensic science it ties back to the field moving forward you know like if you're not pushing yourself to stay up to date to to advance to advance to be as involved and push yourself then you're going to fall far far behind and you're you won't be well recognized within the field you won't you're be, just not going to be able to do the best work yeah. Exactly. If you don't advance, you're not doing the best work, whether exactly. that's learning the new technology or, you know, trying to better yourself. Like, 
learning new techniques and how to maybe do something at a crime scene that's a little bit more detailed or being more um, more efficient. Like you have to constantly be learning and educating mm-hmm. yourself because. Yeah. Ultimately, and I, I no crime scene is yeah. the same. Absolutely, everything's different. It yeah. could be the you know you could have two shootings and they're completely different. Yeah, no case is the same. No fingerprint case is the same either. Yeah. And it's just like you have to you have to evolve because oh, totally. if you don't, it's natural selection. Yeah, if you don't, you will die. You're gonna you go be the way of dinosaurs. Breed. You will be a dinosaur. Yeah, and nobody will care about you, and nobody's going to recognize your work because you're not trying. And, you know, it's like that ties back to just keep persevering and trying when it comes to the application process, when it comes to your school. Um, Yeah. Like just know that you're not if you're listening and, you know, you're starting this journey on forensics or you're halfway there or you're in the application process. Like just know that you weren't you're not the only one that's struggling because it's tough. It is is incredibly tough. tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't even reiterate how, you know, just the, the emotions that would, yeah. you know, just like be like a wave and just like come over me. And I mean, I cried, you know, there were times that I cried. Yeah. Um, Dude, I cried when I got this job. I was so happy. I didn't know what I felt. I cried after I got off the phone. I was like, wait, what? I think I, they just offered me the job. But I was like, wait, I was already offered the job. But I'm like, right? oh, God, this is real. Like, oh, my God, it's happening. But then also I had to pick up my life and move. But that was the other thing. I was like, oh, God, I have to move. But, yeah. you know, um, just keep trying, you know, because it is tough. But just know that you're not the only one that struggled. But the struggle is worth it. Because it totally at the end... It. You have you've built a completely different character for yourself, a completely different just like, I don't know, the confidence level that you have Mm -hmm. is so different. Um, And you just you just know that you can do it. And then just keep that and keep going, like always challenge yourself. Challenges are so important because it's going to continue to build who you are, make you a more well-rounded individual, um, a competitive individual, just even within your group of people that you work with but there's nothing wrong with friendly challenge either oh yeah no we push each other constantly yeah we push each other to get better and um you know and and going all the way back to what we were talking about in the very beginning you know just because you have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree you could have a master's degree and it could mean nothing Mm -hmm. if you don't constantly push yourself you have to be constantly pushing yourself to learn to learn and you have to show that you are willing to put yourself out there. Yeah. You have to put yourself out there. You have to, you know, you have to like do what you, you got to do the extra legwork. Like just because you have a master's degree, it's like, Oh, that's cute. So does everyone else. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, but what is, what are you doing that sets you, that sets you apart? Oh, you're volunteering at, at this lab. Oh, okay. That's cool. You're, you know, you what took can a, you bring to the unit though. That's yeah. different than what we already have. Exactly. Like, what are you going to do? Like even, even in terms of, um, again, physical fitness, leadership, like those are skills that are extremely valuable. So, you know, whatever it is, like whatever, wherever stage you're at, don't stop, don't stop learning. Don't stop pushing yourself to be Mm -hmm. better. Like that, the whole thing is like you constantly, constantly, constantly have to be pushing yourself to be better because ultimately when you're in this field, if you 
don't push yourself to be better. If you don't push yourself to do the best work that you can and you're comfortable with being comfortable and you're comfortable with just being like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to do my 70% and or 75% or 80%, then I'm sorry, there's no use for that kind of attitude in this field, this this line of work. At all. At all. Because again, and I have to reiterate this, this isn't about... This isn't about, you know, how cool do I look on TV? Really, I I don't think I've ever looked cool when I'm on the news. I Actually, look, you have. Probably not. When you were up on that scaffold thing, that was pretty cool. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to freaking fall and die. But, but then anyway. also one time you were, like, writing in your notebook or on your um, posse box or something. You were doing something, and you had your sunglasses on. I was like, damn, just look cool. I think I was probably, <laughs> like... Thinking in my head, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But the reality is it's hot, it's sweaty, it's cold, your hands are cracking because it's so cold, or your face is completely chilled, your your fingers are numb, you can't even hold your pen. That happened to me. Oh, my God. Up Um, in North County. I was just like, oh, my gosh. I was was, freezing. (laughs) It was so cold one time. My pens, the pen ink actually froze, and I couldn't write my notes anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so freaking cold. I was like, what is happening? Is this a night scene? Yeah. I literally had to go in the car and turn on the heater, and, like, I had to (laughs) You're all defrosting. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even remember. But the point is... And I know we're going a little bit long, but the point is, like, you you guys have heard of heard our experience and our journey, and and clearly you know, we're passionate about it because you. I mean, I felt like I was kind of getting like, yeah. I mean, obviously, like we're both extremely passionate about yeah. this. Like, we literally could talk about this for hours and hours and we hours. We already did. That's why. Um, That's why I decided to start this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple conversations over dinner that lasted like three hours. We're like, oh, we need to go to bed. (laughs) We work early. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of which, (laughs) we do actually have to. We do actually have work early tomorrow. Um, But anyway, it's like you know, you guys. This is just our first first podcast, but you can clearly tell that we have a passion and and. Uh, a love for this field and what we do and just a drive to be the best that we actually possibly can to, to be, you know, to be a voice for, for the evidence, to be able to provide something to the investigation and ultimately to help the, the victim, their family, the community, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not something that I take lightly. And Danica, I don't think you take it lightly either. No. I, this is like, this is my heart and my soul. And I mean, there have been times when we've both come home from work just frustrated with something. And it's like, we're so frustrated because we care so much. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Shenanigans? Why? Right. You know, or it's just like being like, being so tired from my comparison training. Like, you know, and I was just frustrated because it just, it it really pushed me, um, yeah. just mentally, right. like, yeah, but it was just, you know, it's something that we don't take lightly and, you know, we, that's why we push ourselves in all aspects of our life, um, to be leaders, to push our limits, mm-hmm. you know, um, for training because we're not just doing this for us. We're doing this for the public. We're doing this for the victims. We're doing this for the evidence for the investigation. Yep. Um, exactly. But yeah, so we clearly care about this and 
if you guys have any questions or have any things that you would like us to cover, like any sort of topics. Um, we're going to be covering random topics here yeah. and there, like dissecting episodes of CSI that are incorrect. Yeah, when we've done that multiple times. It's a whirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be giving yeah, like, well, episode that, details. Yeah. That's going to be another time. But like, we'll be ta- you know talking about different things, like you know. Um, simple things about fingerprints or major crime scenes and then anything else, like if you guys have any... Yeah, like and, and uh, on top of that, you know, there's a lot of new developments in yeah. fingerprints and latent prints, oh, especially yeah. the with... The struggles at work. Yeah, Ooh, with fingerprints. Like, <laughs> you know, the um, the NAS report, the National um, Academy, Academy of, of Science, Sciences. which was... I mean, that was back in 2009, but now we have the it's 2016. Still, I still think it's yeah. prevalent, though, because, oh, we, because we have to show transparency yeah that's gonna be another topic another time because trust me we could go on for hours about that but you know we're we're definitely um excited to be bringing you guys this podcast and talking about what what it what it's like to be in this field in this time right now with all the changes and Mm -hmm. all the things that are happening and and especially with our age like oh yeah not aging us dating us but it's like you know being millennial being the millennials being millennials in this field a totally different mindset than the old school individuals and that's a constant that's another topic for later but that's like a conversation that you know like we've already had and like we want to share it with you guys um you know it's and and um also because we're still in the midst of this of of learning our craft like um, yeah you know i just uh, I'm I'm crime scene trained, but I'm st- I still have to be latent print trained, and yeah. you know, and I'm latent print trained, latent print comparison trained, but I still have to be crime scene trained. So yeah. it's like we're still in the beginning, so it's kind of like you guys be are a little journey. Yeah, you guys are going to be able to go on this journey with us and hear from us firsthand experience, mm-hmm. like you know what it's like to go through these trainings or what it's like to come back from a scene. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but can I just throw in the fact that I'm so happy to be not on call right now? <laughs> I know. I'm so so the happy. longest I'm two like, weeks. Oh my god, it's the longest two weeks ever, and I'm just like, holy crap! What day is it? I literally That's thought, what it I literally thought it was Friday. I was like, oh yay, happy weekend, guys. Nope, still got one more. Sorry, we gotta go to work tomorrow. Uh, but anyways, I I really do hope that you all enjoyed this episode, even though there was a lot of tangents. Um, there's gonna be a lot more tangents, mm-hmm. but um. Please, 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 please let us know if there's anything that you are interested in. If you have any feedback, please let us know. Yeah. Um, our email, you can reach us at thelscalepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's thelscalepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, what about our uh, Instagram we do, page, we do Jess? We have an Instagram the page. The Instagram. <laughs> I know. Oh I'm going to create God. the Instagram. I'm going to go on the Instagram. I, I meant to say I'm going to create the page and like on Instagram. And I, and like, I just said the Instagram. And she I sounded like a grandpa. I did. No it was terrible. Deal. It was terrible. At least I didn't call it the IG. Oh, yeah. We laughed about it, though. It oh, yeah. It was, it was good times. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, also on. Um, so click follow. Yes. On Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> Just search for the L Scale podcast and you will be able to find us. Uh, we will be posting some cool stuff on there. And also um, turn on your notifications so that way you know when another podcast is going to drop. Yeah. So we don't want to give any promises yet because we're still trying to fill figure something out. out. And, you know, we are working professionals and we do mm-hmm. do real casework. So, you know, bear with us. Sometimes there might not be a podcast, but uh, just know that that's because we're out there 
doing our jobs. And, yeah. you know, when we come back, we will have some fun, fun uh, stories for you, hopefully. Well, you'll have fun stories. I get to talk about fingerprints right now. Fingerprints are fun. Well, actually, I'm going back, back out in the field for, um, yeah, like so, bergs and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, you definitely have some interesting fingerprint cases. Oh, yeah. Um, but, so, yeah. yeah. So, we're here for you. Go ahead and, you know, hit us up with any questions, feedback, and we look yeah. forward to sharing more of our stories with you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, have thanks a good for night. listening. Have a good night.